In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we resume the Sundays after Epiphany, or the readings from those Sundays after Epiphany. And it's interesting to me that towards this end of the liturgical year, the church, her readings remind us of the end times. They start to remind us of the kingdom of God and what it is like. Perhaps trying to help us to remember that this is the goal, this is the end of our human life, to reach the kingdom of God, and doing the best to assist us in understanding how to get there. And so in this gospel today, we have the parable where the farmer sows good seed, but his enemy sows weeds in his field. It's a reminder to always be careful about what we plant in the soil of our hearts, to allow the Lord to be the one who plants there and not the enemy who plants weeds there. It's fascinating when you read this gospel in Latin because that word that is used for weeds is zazania, right? It has Z's in it, not just one, but two, right? I go like entire months without seeing a Z in Latin. Like just the word tells you that these things, they are out of place. They don't belong there. And so these weeds that have been allowed to grow in that field, they they have to wait until that last day because it is hard to tell them apart reminding us that the Lord gives us until the very last moment to turn back to him, to do his will, to love him with all of our hearts. St. Paul, in that letter to the Colossians today, tells us to do everything in the name of the Lord, to do everything in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. He tells us to live with heartfelt compassion and mercy, with kindness, with humility, with meekness, with patience. He tells us to bear with one another, to suffer the grievances we may have against each other, to forgive as the Lord has forgiven us. All of these are bound together with love that makes them perfect. And so seeking every moment of our life to live these virtues. This is how we do everything in the name of our Lord. There are more virtues than what just St. Paul has listed, though. Just yesterday, I was in the Adoration Chapel, and I was praying my rosary, and I was with that mystery of the finding in the temple. And I was struck yesterday by how that whole situation ends. It ends, our Lord tells his parents on this earth that he must be about his father's business, but then our parents, uh, his parents, sorry, his parents remind him that it's time to go home with us now, right? And so our Lord goes and the gospel tells us that he is obedient to them. This is God being obedient to humans. Now, if he was just obedient to Mary, it might make a little more sense to us, right? Because Mary was immaculately conceived. She has these many graces and benefits that no other human being in all of history has ever received because of the fact that she bore our Lord. But the one who was in charge of the Holy Family was St. Joseph. 
And sorry, St. Joseph, no offense, but you were only the third holiest person in that family. He was a wonderful man, a just man, a righteous man, Scripture tells us, which is the highest praise that a man could receive in Jewish religion because he kept the law. But he was only the third holiest, and yet somehow he was in authority over that family. And our Lord, God, who is holiness defined, made himself obedient to him. And so if we are striving to do everything in the name of our Lord, we also have to practice that virtue. And as I was praying with this and and thinking about it more and more, I realized that I have many people and many things to which I must be obedient. For me, since my parents are still around, I must be obedient to them, right? It's different than when I was a little kid, but mom and dad still get to tell me what to do occasionally, which I'm sure gives them great joy, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't have kids. I don't know what that's like. (laughs) But I have my parents. I have my bishop who I must listen to um, and do as he asks me to. I have the the rituals of our church, right, to follow the texts of the Mass and, and to do those things as our church has asked us to. I have the political leaders to who to some extent I have to give my obedience so long it does not um, interfere with what God wants to have done, right? There are many people, many things to which each of us is called to be obedient. And it's a great challenge because when we're obedient, it means that we put our own will aside and do the will of another. And perfect obedience means that we do it with joy. That you don't even allow people to recognize that perhaps you wanted to do something else. But you do the will of the other with joy. That's what this perfect obedience looks like. We never once in the Gospels hear our Lord having some sort of issue doing what his parents asked him to. He simply did the will of his father and his mother on this earth because it was the will of his father in heaven that he might do so. And so practicing that incredible virtue of obedience is one of those many ways in addition to mercy and kindness and humility and gentleness that we do things in the name of our Lord. St. Paul calls us today to allow the word of Christ to dwell in us richly. To do that, we have to, to read it and to ponder it so that it might enter into our hearts and that we might live it. And that the word of Christ might teach us through the actions that it compels us towards. And when we allow that word of Christ to live within us, and teach us and guide us, then all we do will give glory to the name of our Lord because we will be guided by his word. There are so many words out there that we can listen to, that we can give our obedience to. If you've ever been on the internet, I'm sure you've run into a few of them that are probably not so good. But the only word we should listen to is the word of Christ, allowing it to dwell in us. If it's not from God, we can safely ignore it.
That is the reality. Because only the word of Christ matters. Brothers and sisters, let us allow the word of Christ to dwell in us richly. To inspire us. So that everything we do might be in the name of our Lord and for the glory of God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.